0: Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts.
1: Welcome to Under the Noise. My name is Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynn. Hello. As usual, we have absolutely no idea before we get on what we'd like to chat about. Um, But one thing that showed up for us as we were beginning the conversation was the topic of unconditional love. And for both of us, that felt like a topic that you and I could both talk about. Mm. So when, what have you seen for yourself? Or even with your clients, what have you seen about unconditional love? Mm.
0: Well, what I notice in your question then is that I changed as soon as you said, what have you seen for yourself? And then you said, oh, for your clients. <laughs> it was funny. I went, oh, that's easier.
1: You mean and, and here... something with
0: your clients is easier? Well, here's what I've noticed. When I really get to know somebody, I love them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean unconditionally. A a quick aside, we're recording this 24 hours after I did a wrap up with a group of mentees that I'd been coaching and training for the last 12 months. And we did our wrap up of the year yesterday. And they've got to know each other because we'd have group calls every month. And they have one-to-one coaching sessions with me every month as well. So we had a 90-minute love bath yesterday, apparently. That's what one of the people called it. And in that, we were toasting each other in what we loved about each other. That was what we spent 90 minutes talking about yesterday. And it was so easy for all of us to notice what we loved in particular, what we loved most about each other. And when it was my turn for them to share their observations of me and the work that I'd done with them in the last 12 months, one thing that was a common thread was how I absolutely did not buy into any story they had about themselves that wasn't, that was beyond them being a perfect, human being, that I just wouldn't buy anything other than that, that they were a perfect human being. And my knowing of that and my certainty of that, or another way of saying it, my unconditional acceptance and love of them as they are, regardless of the nonsense in their head, their behavior, how they were showing up, what was happening in their life and their world and their business, etc. And in listening to what they were saying, it's just, it's just, it's really true. When I get to know somebody, I really love them. Really love them. Here's something else that I find interesting about unconditional love. I then find it very easy, if I'm in a relationship that is romantic, intimate, that conditions crop up. My expectations come to play. They show up. Uh, what's okay and not okay shows up. <laughs> it's really interesting. And to me, that, that isn't conditional anymore. That, sorry, that's not unconditional anymore. That's conditional because there's a part of me that kind of withdraw, closes off. My love Is closes off when they are not doing what I'd really want them to do. That isn't unconditional. And then I notice as well in looking back at my own intimate relationships with girlfriends in the past and I'm, I notice there are times when I am unconditional and just enjoying them in the moment. And then there are times I'm in my head and in my construct of them and my construct of what I want them to be like and behave like and act like. My enjoyment goes and my unconditionality goes.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And a part of me says, as I'm, you know, saying this aloud right now, what seems fresh to me and real to me right now is that I think that might be due to, I think there's something at stake. There's a part of me at stake if things don't turn out the way I want them to, or they don't do what I would like them to do in that moment. And I must think at that moment as well, that how I feel has something to do with them how I feel right now comes from them and their behavior I know that's not true and yet oh my lord it really looks like it comes from them when I think there's something of me at stake when I can, it looks like they can hurt me or anything that they do has an impact on how I feel It's a very compelling illusion, in my experience.
1: When did you start to see through that in your relationships?
0: Fairly recently.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, a handful of years ago i remember sitting with somebody who means a lot to me and having the fleeting realizations of the the fleeting noticing that sometimes i'd want to control what she did and then the other times of me having nothing on what she did and just enjoying her
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then for me, given what I've been learning over the last 10 years, that noticing the fact that she hadn't changed, but I did in that moment of what was in my head or the relationship with the story in my head had changed. I actually, you know, right now remember a moment sitting on a, on a balcony having breakfast together And that, me going quite quiet and reflecting on it. And then her saying, what's wrong? (laughs) There's nothing nothing wrong. I'm just having a bit of a deep thought. I'm just seeing something. Do you want to talk about it? No, I don't want to talk about it because it doesn't make sense yet. But right (laughs) now I remember that. You know, before we started, recording we were talking about unconditional love and in the in the deciding of which of the three or four topics were in the hat for us to talk about today in this week's episode and i and i mentioned to you unconditional life and unconditional love really easy for dogs And you said, well, I find it quite easy with cats or a cat. And then you brought your cat in. And and I said, well, I'm more of a dog person. You said, well, I'm more of a cat person and, and so forth. And then I said, actually, there are two cats that I've unconditionally loved. And one fairly recently, bless him, he died, I don't know, three years ago. Coming up to three years ago. And I would only see him every kind of six months. He was a a, a dear friend, a dear friend's cat. But as soon as I'd arrive, he'd be on my lap. And apparently that cat had a knowing if it was a dog person. And it was almost like that cat, Cal the cat, would have a mission to convert dog people to cat people, or (laughs) dog people to cow people. And it's funny because I got to know Cal over the years, say, from about 2015 to 2018. And I loved him totally unconditionally. Which is interesting for an alleged dog person. Mm. So another indicator that I am so full of, insert your favorite expletive here, Uh <laughs> when it comes to the story i have about love and i love the fact that i can notice i change my mind
1: Mm.
0: what are you seeing about unconditional love
1: You know, I see something new on this pretty frequently. And mostly when I'm operating from from the noise in my head, when I'm operating from it's very personal human identity that I see myself as. My love is very conditional because I have all these ideas and beliefs about who I am and they're very human just things that I've picked up along the way. So I can say, this is who Kate is. And that to me is operating from the noise of just the personal mind. Mm. Yeah. And that's very conditional because should someone's behavior or words somehow threaten the beliefs of who I am or who I'd love to see myself as, or this kind of identity that I've been molding you know, my whole life of who I am, should that threaten it, then now I have to defend it. Now I have to dig in and and prove it and uh, explain it. um, People aren't free from that space. I mean, I'm not either, because I've limited myself. It, my love is very conditional because they need to support this identity now right and it's only very recently that parts of that i've seen enough that they're starting to fall away like uh, <laughs> like a like a sweater that I wore where the yarn is starting to come out and starting to fall apart. And that's how I know how conditional my love is from that space. But there's another space under all the noise where I've spent a little time and that's where I don't have to be anything or anyone Mm -hmm. and neither does anyone else Mm
0: -hmm.
1: where I get to be naughty and act up and not be perfect and no one else does either and that I think is who we are more than more than the personal mind more than the noise that feels truer for me that that's really who we all are and I feel like that is the That unconditional love that we are is constantly calling us. Calling us back. And I feel like in the times that we aren't lining up with that. Very human. But I kind of feel like that's why it doesn't feel good. Mm. Because that's who we are. So when we deviate from that, in judgment of ourselves or other people, just doesn't, doesn't have the same feel to it. it. Doesn't feel like the comfy sweater that fits. That's the calling back. No judgment.
0: Doesn't fit. In listening to you, I noticed what parts of what I said a few minutes ago were my ideas, and which parts of what I said a few minutes ago had any semblance of truth. the only thing as difficult as I, I i noticed that this is to to see or live by but i know what i'm about to say is true yet often elusive the only thing between me and unconditional love for everything and everyone is noise <laughs> or buying into the noise as anything relevant and noteworthy. When, as you just, I think, amazingly said, the home, the comfy sweater is a calling. Under the noise, the only thing that really exists is love. the only feeling that exists. That feels really true to me. Mm. And that love is true, unconditional. Because when I think of the phrase conditional love, well, if love has conditions, In what way is it love? So I kind of think that the only love that must exist as love is unconditional and that, that space that you just talked about totally unconditional because the only thing that's there is love.
1: One thing that I think is really, really cool is that everyone knows what that feels like.
0: Mm.
1: Like they know it when they're there, when it gets through the noise. It has a familiarity to it that every human being recognizes when they find it.
0: It's always a marvel to letting our conversations meander in the way that we do, whether it's you and I talking or with a guest and landing to a place so often Well, I can't think of an exception to what I'm going to say next, where there isn't been anything fresh or bigger that occurs to me when you and I talk. And I think the reason for that is that the space that you mentioned, this is a spacious place for you and I to explore. And the intention was for it to be set up that way. And other people would have that space in their own listening for them to see what more there is to see. That space, I love it.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) And there's never been a condition about that love for that space. I might have a noise about it thinking I don't have time for this space right now. I've got to be in my doing mode, but that's noise too. Mm. The space is literally or some full of awe and full of
1: love. Sometimes. The noise will sound a lot like there's something to do. To access it, to return to it. And that'll seem really real until I realize that it's just noise and there's just nothing to do.
0: that's who we are. The part that I have found very easy for me to get confused around and I know other people have as well in conversations I've had with them or generally listening to people is that unconditional love doesn't mean we put up with everything. So an example where I remember working with a couple and the point I was trying to get across to him was that he could love his partner more and still want to leave. That made no sense. And there were, I'm not going to go into the details of it. There were things in that relationship that were deal breakers for him. In what had happened. And genuine regret on her part as well, but almost a resignation from her side of, I think they're going to carry on happening. So, you know, putting some of that stuff together, I, I didn't know if there was a future for the two of them. Mm. It it did end up in a very a lovely place where they did have more love, compassion, true love for each other, a lot more unconditional love for each other, and knew they were better off apart. And parted I think that's worthwhile bringing up if anyone listening is you know has, has has jumped to the conclusion that what we're saying is we should all love each other unconditionally and therefore put up with everything that everyone does and I, we're not saying that at all because the world of what we do, and how we act on our preferences and so forth. There's that world. And then there's the inner world of how we feel, the inner world of noise and under the noise, compared to the world of form, the world of stuff, the world of cohabiting, the world of being in a relationship, the world of stuff, the world of form as I hit my table here. And I've and I've noticed so much more freedom for the, my world of form, including intimate relationships, to be that what they will be and to play out the way they will play out, knowing that the space and what I'm made of and the space of what everyone's made of looks more and more like love and untarnishable, unbreakable, totally resilient, a given. I've noticed therefore how much more love I feel I can give when I know it's at no cost. And I really know there is a bottomless well of love and it doesn't cost me anything to love. Mm. I'd have loved to have known that sooner, Oh
1: well. I think it's also from that space From that space, I think that we know when to move towards people and when to move away. And sometimes I think that'll feel like common sense, maybe something deeper. And I'm not sure if it feels like a decision as much as it is just the next step, to stay or go, whichever. Have a different feel. Like sometimes even making a decision to move away feels like the comfy sweater. Mm. Sometimes it doesn't,
0: and sometimes we don't know. (laughs) Thank you, Kate.
1: Mm. Thanks,
0: man. As always, just so nice, so enriching be in this space and just to explore and see what we see. And thanks to you for listening. You've been listening to me, Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. If there's anything that you'd like us to, to talk about in future episodes, please let us know. Our contact details are at the end of the podcast and Kate's wonderful voiceover piece. And also, uh, wherever you're listening or watching this, it's in the information below. Have a good week.
1: Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynne or Kate at Wyn at winning.co.uk and Kate at KateRobertsCoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.